Hello, Internet. Welcome back to another episode of Shaggin Balls, where we discuss baseball. Uh, I am Jake, your, one of your four co-hosts. With me, as always, I ha we have Casey. J-Rob. And Pete. What's up? Cardinals suck. <laughs> we are your four talking idiots for this episode. Um, and we have some social links that you can follow us on and maybe check out some other stuff we like to open up packs here for the podcast and we have separate videos for that up on the youtube that you can watch um, we think that experience is much better in a video format but at the end of the <laughs> he just yeeted something <laughs> don't worry george don't george it's still a sock it's fine and I uh get it out of, you know, what happened i was just talking i look over i see p just chuck something dude <laughs> <laughs> anyways regardless if you want to listen to audio version of us opening packs that will be at the end of the podcast in, an, in our audio format um but for a youtube video for the full podcast length it'll just be as a, a part of it it'll be the very beginning um but you can follow us on the YouTube, which is Shaggin' Balls. On Twitter, we're Shaggin' Balls PC. On Twitch, we are Shaggin' Balls. And then you can email us any questions or anything you guys would like at shagginballspodcast at gmail.com. And that's all of our social medias. If you guys want to reach out to us and follow us on those things as well, um, see all of our beautiful faces, maybe. And we're also on Spotify. And then we'll also be coming to other um, podcast platforms wherever you do like to listen to your podcast. Um, unfortunately, we still have no further information on what the actual 2020 season looks like besides the commissioner saying there will absolutely be baseball in 2020. Um, so we've come up with some topics that we're going to go through today. And uh, that's just going to be pack openings first. And then we're going to talk about our favorite batting stances and like swings that we've enjoyed over the years. And then we're going to talk about our favorite jerseys. That's not our own favorite team, our own teams. So we're not going to talk about, well, at least Pete's not going to talk about the Yankee jerseys. J-Rob's not going to talk Cardinal jerseys and so on. So we're going to talk about other teams jerseys that we like, and then we'll get into the meat of some of the discussion, which is going to be about the DH. And we're going to be covering like all different facets, facets of the DH conversation there. All right, audio listeners, we have put the audio side of the pack opening at the end of this episode for you guys. If you would like to watch the video form, you can go to the YouTube and watch the video there. Otherwise, we are just going to go straight into the baseball discussion. Enjoy. All right. So we are going to move on to the next segment, which is the batting stance discussion. Um, talking about, so this is a proposed topic to to us um about our favorite batting stances and stuff so i don't know if you guys have a couple different people but there was a few people that i uh thought about when just stance in particular and then um casey wanted to add on top of it which i thought was a good idea of t discussing also or blending the two up talking about favorite swings um, and those kind of go hand in hand but like just as a pure like batting stance uh, a few that came to my mind that are they're kind of like classics and a little bit personal favorites. Um, one is a player that J Rob loves a lot. It's a uh, David Eckstein, just a little scrappy guy. He's just in the box, choked up. I feel like you don't see many people choke up anymore, but uh, 
it was always fun to see him like he's just ready to fight as much as, as long as he could he was like captain america before he got injected with steroids and then another one for me as far as batting stance um was julio franco i thought that guy played until he was like 46 or 45 years old but he he would just stick the bat straight like the top end was just pointed straight at the pitcher but uh so those are just stances i have some swings i'd like to add but we'll kind of kick it to uh casey if if he wants to talk about a few of the things that he liked yeah i got a few players kind of for both topics with the batting stance griffey i mean griffey kind of just stood there like strap up the plate kind of had a little bat wiggle um i don't know if things out to me right now is nolan arenado if you kind of watch him he kind of like steps a little bit like he just can't sit still like he's almost like walking in That's a sense true, yeah. and my last one was hideki matsui i mean the dude kind of like i don't know what it is with me like dude standing straight up in the box but i think it's so cool like hideki had his arms out standing straight up to the plate and just like that sweet stroke he had um but now for my swings you know what i'm gonna say like come on it's not even a cool question what i'm gonna say d gordon hunter yeah. pence Oh, Robinson Cano, Cano, the smoothest swing in baseball. I will carry that to my grave. And I also like Cody Bellinger's swing a lot, too. The dude just has, like, this big old bat, stand strip, and just unloads on the ball. He does. He explodes on that thing. If you like people who stand up straight, do you like Longo, Evan Longoria? Yeah, I like I like Evan Longoria's yeah. swing. This is a smooth, like right-handed swing too. Like especially like back in the day when his prime raised days, like there was there's few better right-handed swings. Yeah, I just when I think of somebody, people like standing up at the play, I definitely think of Longo comes to mind. Those are some good ones. Cano is always like a personal favorite of mine as well. I I knew I couldn't go with it because I knew that was going to be your answer because you've you've talked to. Uh, extensively about how much you like Cano and the things that it does to you, uh, the lower parts of your body. And uh, we won't get into it here, but um, that's, that's, for, that's for the I, after show. I didn't ask for it, but he, he told me about it. He, um, but he, he's always the swing I take whenever I'm taking like a, I'm building a player in like a video game. I'm like, I want the Cano swing. And I like that swing. It's um, gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. It is very nice. Pete, you want to tell us about uh, who you ha- who came to mind for you? Absolutely. So, Mine is a little bit older, but still just like it's always been. I just love it because it's so unique and out there. But current manager, so, you know, connected to today's game as well, Craig Council. Oh, yeah. His stance was absolute ridiculous. Yeah, (laughs) way up as high as he can go. Just like doesn't even really make sense to, you know why you would ever try that but <laughs> i mean he got to the majors with it so you got to respect it and then the other guy that's combo stance swing because kac added in swing for us as well is gary sheffield i just loved he was just he would take that bat back and forth so freaking fast and then the swing so violent and quick that it's just like he's trying to murder the baseball and it was just yeah, I just love the aggressive, like just as quick as possible back and forth, and then just rip into it. Absolute beauty. And then, little controversial these days, but Barry Bonds as a lefty, I love that just like looping power swing that he had. 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm also on roids in case anyone was curious. So <laughs> there's no I question. I also about will not that. be making the Hall of Fame. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just love that. Especially as a lefty, that power swing, try to duplicate it. Obviously, you know, didn't get anywhere, so wasn't as good, but tried it. Yeah, I like those a lot. Sheffield, man, yeah, that bat speed is on. It's an elite level bat speed. It's just something else. I think it's a toothpick in that guy's hands. I mean, a lot of major leaguers, but very evident in that guy. Mm. Um, all right, uh, J-Rob, what Cardinal player came to your mind? Um, for me, Albert Pujols. Yeah. I don't know, just growing uh, up, that wide stance. Out. Like, super wide. First off, okay, you asked me what Cardinal player. <laughs> Thank you very much, Pete. So get off my case. Um, but Albert Pujols, that wide stance, like, just, I don't know. I think I always thought it was wider than it actually was when I was a kid because I remember playing in the backyard, freaking legs spread, practically doing the splits or just barely not being able to stand up and then freaking hitting the ball and going nowhere. Actually, usually swinging and missing because I was going to not do the splits. But I don't know. I just thought his stance was always cool. And then his swing, I just could never get over, like, from that stance, how he could get so much power from it just with his legs and everything, obviously. But I don't know. Going back to last week as well, I don't know why, but just the more I thought about it, Hunter Pence, dude. <laughs> Tim in the box. I just freaking love the... all the chaos going on there. <laughs> there's so like, much of it too, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you look at? Like, there's just literally so much going on there. It's, I don't know. He looks like the most uncoordinated player in the world, man. He's like in the <laughs> yeah. box or in the field. Like, he doesn't feel like, but he throws like straight seeds from the outfield also. <laughs> yeah. He's a goofy, yeah. goofy guy. He wear the stirrups too, wouldn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I saw, and I love that too. Like, I don't know. He's very great. He, uh, he started, I think, playing baseball like super late, like almost like his senior year of high school, like junior year of high school. Like, he started super late. I didn't know that. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pujols was always like, he was the guy that came to my mind, like thinking back to when I was playing, like as a kid, even like you're just with your teammates and stuff. And then it was like, oh, guess who this is? And you would imitate stances. I feel like Pujols was always a common one. Bonds was pretty common. Council was a common one as well. And then like Bagwell was a common one. Um, Just quickly for people who I enjoy swings of, um, Joey Gallo came to my mind as a current player, how he just like is totally he just launches the ball um and then like i enjoy will myers as a from the padre side like how nonchalant he is when he gets a hold of one he just like chucks the bat like way to the side like it's not up in the air he just like flings it across like it's in the dugout um i just like how he like styles his home runs then an old padre was like ryan klesko he would hit a ball and then he had like the og bat flip that thing was going in like the upper deck like how he finished it off um but yeah, is there any other players that you guys want to like mention real quick before we move on? Yeah, here? I'm gonna bring up a weird two. one. Just would be like, a... hey, watch it. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, a person that I'm gonna bring up too again is Vlad Guerrero. See? Yeah, that's a, that was a funky one. Yeah, I think we Pete froze maybe a little bit, but yeah, Vlad Guerrero Jr. was crazy. I think oh it was the fact that he also would swing at anything and hit anything anywhere i mean there's the yeah. famous pitch of like what he could get to yeah there's a famous pitch of him just hitting ball off the ground for a single and stuff and i'm probably gonna steal pete's thunder here but i think he's gonna say kevin Euculus too that dude you know, with his life what i care about <laughs> that man, we get pete back right <laughs> when he's like <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, Kevin Euclid had like the the bot like he's like basically bunting in like mid air. <laughs> he he played for you guys, just you know, just so you're aware, Peter. We don't acknowledge most it's, people it's, that come over. Finally, realize that the Yankees are a triple A triple A affiliation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the New York Mets probably. That's how last they are nowadays. Hey, Mets over Yankees. You heard it here first. Oh, but then another. Super swing smooth that I like in today's game is Aaron Judge. Obviously, you know, Casey got just because he's in horseshit. The home run doesn't mean that it's a smooth home run. No, but like his swing <laughs> looks so effortless, God. and it just like okay, put it away, Casey. Yeah, he's a very <laughs> interesting hitter to see like go opposite field so easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just love the like. There's not a ton of players in which like it that. looks like he's swinging, and then you watch the. Ball take off, you know, yeah. holy hell! Yeah, Nelson Cruz is another guy I like watching. He just launches yeah. balls as well, but he's like Deadpool. He's the opposite of like what Judge does, kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Cruz is only power. Deadpool. We all, we all know that. Cool. Yeah. Well, we talked about a lot of great uh, swings, both I think righty and lefty. I think lefties have always naturally looked more um, pretty to me. I don't know why that is. Because um, we're better. There you go. That's the reason. <laughs> I'm actually just thought of with you saying that. Jim Edmonds. I actually love Jim Edmonds swing as well. And obviously that's another cardinal, so like that's who comes to mind first. But like Jim Edmonds from the left side of the plate. I just remember I think it was 06 playoffs. I can't remember who we were playing, but just like to the upper deck, like to win the game, walk off home run or whatever. He yeah. swings and like kind of a bat flip or whatever for what a bat flip was back then. Yeah, but, but he like I yeah. remember, I don't know I know what you're talking about on that one too. I forget what yeah. team that was though. What was there any players that came to mind as like a bad swing? You say you said Cardinal and another. I try to think of other players during like the Cardinals core, and I'd never really liked Scott Rowland's swing. I thought that was a kind of a weird swing. I never really loved Scott Rowland to be honest. I mean, he's a Cardinal, so I put up with him. But like yeah, his swing as well, like was off. I felt like or maybe not off, but just like it wasn't pretty. Yeah, it wasn't. opinion. I guess. Any other you places? had a really, you had a really pretty swing, especially like when it comes to mind. I think it was like a 2011 or like 2009. I forget what year it was, but it was a playoff game, and like Rick and Kill just unloaded on a bomb in San Francisco. Yeah. and it was a really sweet. Was swing. I don't remember like what. It was a he was on the Braves. It was yeah, like the NLDS. I do. I go. That's like the home run I go back to and watch every so often, just because the sound of it. I was just that's the sound and like. The swing was just so pretty. I was yeah. like, man, Rick and Kill. Yeah, that what a guy. So. Cool. So now we're gonna go through and now we're gonna talk about stuff that we can't talk about our favorite teams. We're gonna talk about jerseys that we like um on other teams that are not our own personal favorites. Um I'll kind of get us going here. I one thing about baseball that i don't like for just team colors and schemes is how much like blues and reds there are throughout the league it's like over two-thirds of the league have one or the other like splashed into everything so the team i'm going to mention is not going to have either and that's the oakland a's i've always enjoyed the oakland a's kind of look i think in like the mid-2000s about it felt like there's a lot of teams who like splashed in a lot of black like i remember owning like the black a's hat with like the dark green and then had the white outline as well as a kid um like the mets splashed in some black in their jerseys but now they've both kind of phased out black um 
but I enjoy like their new them bringing back like more retro looks like the very vibrant green but I also like the yellow it's just like you know it's the A's when you turn to the TV and you see green and yellow like there's no question of who that is because they're the only team who rocks those colors um, but j who are some of the jerseys that you like from other teams so I'm actually going to go with a blue so it's not like, I don't know. I guess part of the reason I really like this, it's very similar to the Cardinals. I don't think that's why I actually like it, but just the color scheme, it makes me think of one of the Cardinals jerseys. It's the Phillies. I think it's their alternative jersey, just like the baby blue. with like almost looks like the lowercase P that's red or whatever. I don't know. That baby blue color, dude, just gets me. But, and I don't know what it is, but like with the Cardinals, well, I know I'm not supposed to talk about them, but <laughs> I don't know. And honestly, alternative alternative jerseys in general, I think hit me more than just even the regular jerseys, just because it takes me to like baseball history or whatever, or like I just like learning about the players that played in those jerseys or like what era it was in the history. So obviously watching Cardinals games, I always see the Cardinals once, but even of other teams, like when we play other teams and they're wearing their alternatives and like what players were playing during those times. So any, anything alternative, but the Phillies, maybe blue ones are my favorite. I like the maroon in those a lot. Yeah. Oh, those, those are very clean. Casey, who are some of your favorite uh, jerseys? So I'm a huge Jersey snob. I collect jerseys. And so I thought of a lot that kind of came to my mind. I guess my to top one would be, now? yeah, I'm up to, yeah, I'm up to two. Um, so we got, so the new D-backs jerseys, the home teal and like the lost D-backs with like the teal and kind of like a gray black. I think those are super clean. I just love that, like that baby blue hit and the maroon red. I think that looks so clean. Kind of similar to what J-Rod was saying with the Phillies. Uh, another one I like too is the Rockies all purple jerseys. Those are super sweet. I just love the color purple too, so... And then you kind of touched on it, Jake, with the vintage, like, A's, like, light green. I think they were on, like, Sundays or, like, Fridays or something like that. But, like, that, like, yeah. super bright, vibrant green with the yellow that pops super well. I don't know. I just like those. I like different jerseys, I guess. Like, the Mariners always have that green one. That'll be my all-time favorite <laughs> Why you guys keep talking jersey? about your team color? We're not supposed to be talking about our teams. You guys always go back to <laughs> it. doing that. <laughs> yes, I, I know what I you're just... talking about, Casey. It is a real – that teal is very cool. I like it. So, like, I just like seeing those, like, other, like, kind of vibrant colors pop. Like, just you don't – when you think of baseball, you don't think of, like, those purples or greens or, like, the teal kind of colors. I think even, like, Arenado wears that, like, same teal in, like, his cleats or batting gloves. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's a lot of teams that are bringing out more bright colors. There's a lot of teams reverting to, like, a baby blue color. Like, they went – and they're like, copying, like, the old Cardinal look. Like, I think the Blue Jays have a baby blue. The Rangers are adding a baby blue. Tampa Bay Rays have a baby blue. The Phillies have a baby blue. There's just a lot of teams that are adding like that powder and baby blue color to like the rotation. Um, Pete is a, has, oh, he's back. Pete, you ready to give us some of the favorite jerseys that you, you thought of? Absolutely. Um, since nobody else respected the rules, we've got to shout out the pinstripes because there is <laughs> oh nothing gosh, better. Listen, you guys respect the rules, rules, I can respect the rules. All right, well. We appreciate you. You're better than us. Pinstripe, best jersey there is. But mine was similar to J-Rob's. I like a little more classic look, the throwback look. So my favorites are probably the Houston Astros when, like, Nolan Ryan was there with the, like, 
big old mm. star and the stripes. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a. <laughs> it's just a great jersey. And then the other one that I really like is the Pittsburgh Pirates throwback jerseys, especially when they wear the hat with this like lines on the hat. Yeah, like, just, yeah, yeah. I just enjoy that quite a bit. If we're talking more like current day, I like a lot of what the Blue Jays are doing. Like people mentioned, they have the like baby blue type look too that a lot of teams go with. But yeah, like current day, I would say Blue Jays, obviously, besides the classic pinstripe. But yeah, I like the Blue yeah, Jays. Yeah, that, that Pirate mom. jersey is a good call. I, I didn't think about that. But uh, the thing yeah. that sticks out about that one also is like they wear the black pants. And it's just like odd because you don't see yeah. other teams wear yeah. like different colored pants outside yeah out of like white or gray like i think Mm -hmm. the d-backs have like a slightly different pant for a little while and that kind of stuck out to me for a little bit uh this was cool i think we should do like maybe hats sometime because i feel like that's different like i feel like there's a lot of different stuff there with the hats oh Uh, speaking of hats remember those angel hats that had like the mm -hmm. actual like halo like on like the brim of the or like the top of the hat i don't you don't talk about they were they wore them a few years ago. I remember like Jared Weaver wearing one of them, and yeah, I did like look them up. It's like I think like a navy blue hat that the Angels wore. It has like an actual like halo like sewn around into the, hat. the whole top. Yeah, around the whole top. That's crazy. I haven't seen that, but yeah, I think caps would be cool. I mean, there's a lot of different caps that I enjoy. I think I'm more like Casey says his jersey. He loves jerseys, but I'm I I personally like the hats more. Um, Cause I feel like that's kind of like the stapled look from baseball. And that's what a lot of the fans would get like basketball and football. It's like you get a Jersey, but baseball, you kind of have the option to get like the other accessory, a more affordable option. And then like, when you say hat or baseball cap, it's kind of just like a known thing throughout the world, not just baseball itself, but it's kind of got its own distinguished look in the world out there, which is pretty cool. Um, I think, for us, before we move on from the jersey discussion, there's some there's a handful of new looks that are going to be added into 2020 that unfortunately we haven't seen. Um, like the Brewers kind of like completely re-updated a lot of their stuff that I think will look really well, really good. They have like more of the yellow splashed in and they kind of went back to the other blue, I believe. The Rangers have like a more of updated version. And I think there's other teams who have added some jerseys, but not like a complete overhaul. The Padres are the only other team that have. Um, they went back to their brown and yellow. So we'll see how that looks on the field and stuff. But I just like when people have more unique looks. So I do like the variations and the alternates that we are seeing more and more. Um, and I'm excited for, I'm a little biased, but I liked, I'm excited to see what Nike does since they just recently got the exclusive rights to making the jerseys and stuff so hopefully they can come up with some fun stuff like they did for the nba like where they came up with a lot of like their city jerseys and stuff like that um we are going to now talk about dhs so the designated hitter it's been it's been one of the weirdest things i think that's happened to major league baseball i don't know the exact year that it happened um i believe it was in the 70s that they decided that major league baseball decided that one half of the league would play with a different set of rules they added a designated hitter that you could choose to play who would just only hit for one of your position players and naturally that became the pitcher so the pitchers didn't have to start hitting and I feel like with that decision happening so long ago and it never changing, that has changed um, just baseball development um, 
like throughout all leagues like hitters our pitchers don't even have to hit like in high school and stuff and through college and through the minor leagues like they're just not trained to hit and so it's kind of awkward in the national league having pitchers hit but it is like the natural way there's nine players there's just those same nine hitters so that we're going to go over and kind of discuss everything i'm going to kick it to casey first i want to hear what he has to say about this but um it's a weird thing to me that this professional sports has two leagues that play by two different sets of rules overall but casey what are your thoughts on the designated hitter hitter role and everything and maybe the future of the designated hitter yeah, so I like this topic a lot. Uh, just like you said, it does bring two different aspects into the league. Um, for me, I like it personally. I think it has a lot more benefits than it does cons. Uh, the reason being, um, pitchers will get a less chance of getting hurt if they get hit by a ball. They could be on their throwing elbow or not. They could cause potential injury for them. Uh, or like sliding into bases, like getting stepped on. There's a bunch that could just go wrong on the base path, and you don't want your pitcher involved with that. Plus, I don't think it's fair that the American League kind of their pitchers can kind of not worry about hitting and focus more on their pitching, where pitchers may worry, but they have an at bat they have coming up because they have to hit. You know, they want to be a liability, and most pitchers do bunt that aren't the stronger hitters. Um, but some pitchers do, you know, obviously, rig like Madison Bumgarner, um, Zach Greinke. Uh, Zach Granke, just to name Colon. a few. I'm Bartolo Colon. He exactly. did go yard. That is in Petco. Shout out the goat. Hey, that's James Shields' highlight with the Padre baby, <laughs> serving up the meatball. So I think the NL should adopt it I, within this coming season or the next. I think it's within the next few years is when we will start seeing the NL kind of shift to that. Because even in the All Star games, even in uh, nationally parks when they are hosting. There is a DH. I just think it's better for the game, and it'll make it more even across all platforms. Um, I could see like an older baseball fan not liking this though, because I know back in the day I was telling some dude I was a Mariners fan, and he goes, "Oh, so you're not a fan of a uh, um, baseball?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Well, the AL has a DH. Like, you have to have your pitcher hit. That's just part of the game." And so, Jeez. yeah, I was oh, like, uh, I shot was also like. I was like 15 at the time, so I didn't know how to react. I was like, uh, <laughs> okay, sure. Um, so I don't know. I I see the benefits of both because like it makes the game a little more strategic too, and baseball is a strategy game, but I feel like that is kind of being taken away by the shift. So I think laying a bunt down is the same as basically hitting into the shift and, and my in my eyes. So I think it should be implemented in both leagues. Cool. That's a, I, I like some of those points there. It's kind of a, my old guy attacking you is a bit aggressive there. I, I don't know if I would have been able to stand up for myself either. Just taking a shot at not just your team, but just your whole league and how messed up it is. It's like, we're the senior circuit. We know how to play the game, right? Um, Peter, I think your team actually had the very first ever DH play on the Yankees. I think it was like the first official game. I don't remember the player's name, but I can like think of the picture of like the first ever DH and uh, I think it kind of took a life on of its own. And yeah, let's hear what you have. Best organization in baseball, so that would make sense. Um, oh, so I, I have, I like where it actually is in both leagues because, I mean, obviously I prefer the AL style because, like, 
I like seeing the best of the best do what they're the best at. And obviously pitchers are not the best hitters, but it's still like super cool when you have the highlight of like Bartolo going yard. Like that's a thing that I'm going to remember for, you know, 20 years probably about Bartolo going yard. CC was always a pretty good hitter for us. So I know he always liked playing in NL parks. Yeah. So it's like, I kind of like that there's some games during the season where like you do have that shredding. Which I especially like actually in the world series where like that is a big thing. Like if your team's not good at executing when they don't know, like when to pinch it for the pitcher. Like I love that strategy aspect of the game. Obviously if I have to choose a style and it's probably going this way anyways, but like I would just pick DH rather than, go back to nobody has a dh like i would rather have both leagues do dh but i also like right now where it's like you do have that like variance between leagues because i like having to watch the teams adjust to the strategy on the fly like mid-season when you go and play you know in your league games yeah it became a bigger deal once the astros went to the al and there's always an interleague game yeah yeah like i yeah so that's I like having that. Obviously, I think it's going to go away in the next like couple years, but especially the World Series. Like I love watching the teams have to adjust and like make new game plans on the fly, pinch it for your pitcher in like, you know, third or fourth inning cuz you got two, three guys on and you're not trying to waste getting a couple uh runs out. So, yeah. I like so how you brought up I the like having that. Yeah. I like how you brought up the World Series cuz like the majority of the games are over a season's length. So it's like good to rest a guy when you need to, or not play him in the field for like AL advantages and stuff like that. Yeah. When it comes down to like a game level, it is fun to see a lot of that strategy come out where it's like, you kind of have to use more of your roster because like double switches are more revel or prevalent in NL parks and stuff like that. And maybe NL teams are more crafted towards that, but Maybe they don't have the big slugger on the roster either that they have to then add for the World Series. So, yeah, I like that point a lot. That'd be fun to have yeah. maybe like more playoffs where it's like a bit back and forth like the World Series going back and forth. Yeah. But anyways, all right, J-Rob, let's uh hear what you have to – what your thoughts on the DHR oh, yeah. as an NL uh, like team is as your favorite team. So we heard from the two American oh. League uh, people. Well, so I've actually been looking up a lot of facts. I'm a facts. Dude, hit me up with some facts. Show me the car facts. Stat facts. That's what we're calling the stat facts. Oh, my Lord. Oh, wait, sorry. What was that, Yankees fan? Yeah, don't talk. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so moving on. 27 Um, 27 titles. That's what that was. Oh, yeah. When was the last one? Yeah, thank you. Um, Oh, anyways, going to our stats. We haven't had one. <laughs> Where are? Oh, so I got a question going back to you guys. Do you guys think the DH is effective? No, that's a yes or no answer or question. Um, I'm gonna say yes. Jake? No. My answer is yes, but also, what do you mean by effective? Like, are they that's what I was, getting that's more? What I was ask, hits, so I'll start with you, Pete. Okay. So, like, do you think, where do you think, if you say yes, why do you think it's more effective? Like, it's more effective with hitting more home runs, with a better batting average. Like, what do you think is more effective? I would say across the board. 
it's better. Obviously, well, in what ways? Questioning better, more home runs, more stats RBIs, wise. More, yeah, that's what I'm saying. More home runs, more home RBIs, runs, RBIs, better average, batting average. Average. Like I would just okay. assume it's all. No, that's good. Jake, what about you? Um, stats wise, yeah, I can't like disagree with uh, Pete. Um, I guess my why I said no, it's uh, just like for the game. I feel like uh, it doesn't affect if you have it or don't have it. Um, it's still a major league game, so that was why I said no. Casey, um, I think just overall like a better hitter. I guess like I would rather take my chances with a DH taking an at bat or swing instead of a pitcher. I think there's just better chance for you to get more offensive production out of that. I mean, all fair points. I was just curious where you guys stood. Um, and, I, I mean, you could probably technically get it down to a defined science on, like, has it been better, like, in how, if it has or if it has not, like, these are the defined facts or whatever. But, for, so last year, 2019, MLB hit the most home runs ever in the league's history with 6,776 home runs, which is an average of 226 per team. Which, and it beat two years previously, so I believe, or well, I'm pretty sure it's 2017, two years earlier, which was the year they set it, like the last time it was set, and they beat it by like a, a couple hundred, if not three or four hundred. Um, but the American League, I mean, it is like, it's not a crazy amount, but they only hit 180 more home runs than the National American League hit 3,478. The National League hit 3,200. The DH, so with like pitchers, I mean, yeah, you have interleague play. You have what, like three, maybe four series of interleague play per year. So a total of like, let's say highballing 20 games out of your 162 games, your pitcher has to hit. That's a total of what? They get maybe three at-bats because they're going to be the number nine or four top. So again, highballing, like that's what? 80 plate appearances for your pitcher in a year. Like so, like as a team, which isn't a ton, and you only have 180 more home runs in the National League. I feel like that number should be bigger. The DH played a much bigger role. I feel like that would be a lot Did higher. You look up at all, like how many DHs compared to pitchers. No, not team by team, but like no. no. Well, I mean that's going to be a lot more as well. But at the same time, like you would, th- or at least for me, like DH obviously. I mean, your DH isn't going to be a utility player or like a scrappy player nine times out of ten. Like usually, I think that's almost where it always... gets interesting. I think a lot of teams like implement a different philosophy to the DH a lot because um, I don't feel like a lot actually go for like I feel like it should. Be, it's supposed. It's a designed to be like a big hitter, but I don't feel like a lot of teams use it. I think a lot of teams use it as yeah. like a mat, uh, like magical chairs. It's just rotating and like a rest day, basically. Like a yeah. rest from the field. Like when I, when I hear the word like when I hear the like the term like designated hitter too, like I typically think of like the bigger dudes like the David Ortiz, um, Gian Stanton, um yes. Nelson Cruz, yeah, like those kind of guys is who I think about. And obviously like they're not hitting just for bases, they're not hitting for Edgar. power. So I mean what kind of mariners? Well Edgar Edgar, yeah, but like we're talking about current players. Edgar, I mean, Edgar was a true DH. He's only, he went to the Hall of Fame as a DH you, for the You brought up so David like, Ortiz. <laughs> he was in our system. Leave me alone. Dude, everything you say as a Yankees fan to me is irrelevant. 
but go, we'll, go, in, go ahead, Jordan. Well, just my point with like all this is like, well, so not only the home runs, but like batting average as well. So granted, I mean, well, first, Pete, do you know who hit the most home runs last year as a team? As a team? Yeah, I do. I'm going to go ahead and give you a hint. wasn't the Yankees. They were second. You're a loser. It was Minnesota. Okay. Hit 307. Yeah. Yankees hit 306. It was close. Uh, oh, sorry, Jake. I should have called on you. Yeah, right. yeah, it was only by one. And then from there, the third most was with Houston at 288. So, I mean, there's a what? Buffalo 6 is an 18-point gap between second and third. Three, that's three AL teams at the top, though, too. You're, yeah, no. You're, well, and that's like – you also have – like some at the very bottom as well. And that's what I mean. Orioles. But also one thing was interesting, like the teams in the playoffs, because that's what I also thought of, how does that take effect playoff-wise? I mean, to, with teams that hit the most home runs, obviously generally are they the, usually the ones in the playoffs? And then the NLCS, Washington Nationals were at 231, which puts them like – Roughly 13, 14, 13th. And then the Cardinals were at 210, which is way down there. That's like almost, that's above 20. It is at 20, I think. So, and obviously the Cardinals got smashed, and we're not going to talk anything more about that in the NLCS. But who was in the ALCS last year? It was Houston. And, was it the Yankees? Yeah, Yankees. Honestly, can't remember. So, and I mean, Yankees were number two. We said that. And then Houston were number three. There's that. Minnesota made the playoffs. They lost yep. first round. So like, yeah, uh, Houston had the best batting average. Yankees had the fourth best. But like for batting average, the AL had top four, and five, six, seven were NL. So like, I mean, they're not that big of differences. They're all pretty good. Uh, the league batting average was two fifty two as a team. Well, that took it as a team, and then average per two fifty two. So, I would like, say. A lot of these stats, though, are more like because the new philosophy in baseball of where, like, you're trying to hit home runs of, like, pretty much every plate appearance nowadays. Juiced ball. I feel like that would lower the batting average, though. And that batting yeah. average is not You're striking out a lot more. Well, yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, I feel like the batting average would be worse. So, so Dear, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, is I'm just for my own curiosity. Did you find a stat with like the American League with like the shift? Like when the shift was on, did you find a stat for that? Because I feel like that play a factor too. Because I feel like a lot of players are going to hit hard grounders through the infield, but are going to to your essence your rover, your short second baseman yeah. in short right field. Like, does that play a factor into it as well? Uh, so I mean, I didn't get as far into it as like the shift and everything. Um, so I mean, I don't have the facts like on that. I mean, I, I don't think the shift is going to play that big of a difference because, I mean, you're going to get the shift in the NL or the AL. No matter what, like Matt Carpenter, more, like, and again, always going to think of Cardinals players, but like big lefties, or not big lefties, but lefties, they're always getting the shift. Obviously, I think, I can't remember who it was, but I remember watching a game, but they put a shift on a right-handed pitcher, or a right-hander, and a oh. batter for the Cardinals oh, once. And even the announcers were like, what the heck? Yeah, and so it's just like... Yeah, it almost is weird. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like the DH, going kind of back to the question or whatever, of like, has it been successful? I don't know if it's been successful. I think it's successful in the fact that it keeps pitchers from getting injured. And I think that's why the league will eventually go to like both NL and AL having a DH. 
but I like having the National League or at least one of the leagues, even if it just like switched. Like every 10 years, the AL did not have the DH and the NL did or something. And then like after 10 years, it would switch back or whatever. And then that way, it's just like keeping it fresh. So it's still something like new. But I like not having a DH because, yeah, for when you have to do interleague play or in the World Series to where the pitchers don't hit, if you think about it, the pitchers in the league are some of the, if not, oh, well, not always, but a lot of times the pitchers are the most athletic player on the field. Um, obviously, Bartolo yeah, Colon, anytime out. he's on the field, he is the most, most, most athletic. Most athletic, sexiest. That's, it's a, it's <laughs> it it is a long list. It is. Um, but, like, I think even if they are athletic, I think in today's game, pitchers not as good hitters as they could be just because yeah like from the high school level once that talent is seen it's like okay like if you can throw 90 you're gonna be a pitcher you're not hitting like we're not gonna let you hit and then that obviously and then if they go to college or just in the minors they're not gonna hit because that's not what they're focusing on they're just focusing on becoming a better pitcher which is obviously needed but like back in the old days like pitchers could hit and maybe they weren't the best hitter but it's just because the game has evolved and they're trying to prevent injury is kind of what it is now, but I feel like just them trying to focus more on pitching has changed pitchers and how they're brought up and everything like that. So I feel like if that wasn't the case, if they did hit more and put more emphasis on it, maybe not to be like batting 300 or anything, but that if they needed a base hit at a time, they could trust them to potentially get a base hit instead of having to do a squeeze play and give up an out. Um, so I don't know. I feel yeah. like Go your injury topic too brought up like a it reminded me Yankees obviously, but I can't even remember how many years ago. But we had our one of our top two pitchers got injured running the bases in an interleague game, and it like hurt us down the stretch quite a bit because he was I think he was out for the whole rest of the year, and he like wasn't even healthy the next year. I can't remember who it was. It was I think it was like. Chin Min Wing or something like oh, that. Chin Min Wing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was him, and he hurt himself running the bases, and it like hurt us a lot. So that he is never came back point. from that really either, either did he? Not never yeah, came that back. Was that like, injury, dang. At what he was, yes. Yeah. And so that's like a once you brought up the injury point, like that's definitely a thing that I was like, oh yeah, I remember. We, like he came back, but he was never like. Yeah, I think he had one when he was like kind of all right, but never like back to what he was pre the injury. Yeah. And so that's definitely a point in favor of like you don't want to lose. Well, and I feel like though, you invest that you're, much you're money gonna be in pitching. more likely. Yeah, you're gonna get more. You're more likely gonna get hurt though if you're not doing something very often. Like, I mean, if he's taking at bats, if he's running the bases all the time, he's probably not gonna get injured on that play. Like, I mean, obviously you can. People get hurt all the time, but that's what the NL deal, deals with every single game unless you're playing interleague play. So the 20 games per year, they don't have their pitcher running the bases. They usually get at least two at-bats unless they're not getting, not having a good game because, I mean, that's yeah. at most a sixth inning. So, like, I don't know. I mean, I see both ways. Like, obviously you don't want anyone to get hurt. Even Anthony Rizzo or Chris Bryant who says, St. Louis is a boring town. But <laughs> He's right. Hate mail, yeah. Send it his way. But, I mean, you don't want injuries in the game. Like, for any game or upon anyone in any situation, I feel like because you take them out of that situation when they have to go into it because it's so rare, they're not used to it, 
that's like I feel like you almost get more injuries with those players because they're doing it so little. It's not a regular thing. But I don't know. I wish if they could come up with something to where they could keep the pitcher batting. Like maybe it is every ten years or something, every five years. I wouldn't do it every other year. I feel like that'd be too frequent, but like every certain amount of time, because if not, just keeping it NL is always gonna have the pitcher bat and the AL is always gonna have the DH. If it's not that, it's not like both have the DH, I don't know what else you could do except switch. Jack, yeah. question for you. Okay. And this is obviously like a kind of out there thing, but you know, men's league softball. Shout out men's league softball. You can have pinch runners. Yeah. So you're opposed to the DH. How do you feel about like having pitchers hit, but always having like a set pinch runner for pitchers? So like they still have to yeah. swing, but like, like it takes away some of the injury risk, but like they're still the ones having to actually hit. Yeah, thinking about it in that, it'd be fun. I think it'd be fun to be able to just throw in, like, Terrence Gore, Billy Hamilton sometimes. Yeah. Like, that that would just bring a fun factor to the game, no doubt. But I don't think it's limiting very many injuries. You're just limiting just when they're on the bases. Yet, if they do get, like, a ball that's just dribbled down the line and they go for two, they're still running the bases in that sense. And the swing portion, and to what Casey said even early, is even getting hit by a pitch, potentially, like... There's still a lot of injury risk just coming to the plate and then having to act on what happens in that sense. Or a common one is bunting, like their finger will get nicked like because yeah. they don't know how to bunt properly maybe. Um, I think it would be fun to have like the speedsters like go in and change a game, but um, I don't think it would limit too much of potential injury overall. I think that would be fun to watch though, yeah, because you could – like younger players maybe even because younger players are usually the ones gonna, that are going to snag more bags like him come in or just like a generally fast player oh, who isn't going to be good enough to play in the field or just over anybody else or whatever but they come in like and get snag some bags. spots yeah that'd be yeah. fun and then and even though yeah it doesn't prevent any more injury really i mean maybe a tiny bit but yeah like jake said there's still a lot of risk I feel like it would excite the game a little bit more because it's going to bring stone like third for sure. I feel like be more stolen bases and like throughout the year for every team. And then also with that, well, I guess if they used it to that role, not like putting a speed person out there, but it increases stolen bases. And then also it does help the pitcher if they get on. And then obviously they're going to, if they bat, they're going to go out and pitch again. They can like go get their arm warm or whatever, or keep it warm. Yeah, in the dugout or whatever. Yeah, they don't have to be exerting an energy. I think maybe just sure. something else other than it doesn't have to be pitcher specific. You could just put in a pinch runner, be fun. Um, but yeah, yeah, I liked a lot of your points, Jordan. Like the the pitcher isn't groomed to be a hitter at any point, so it's very odd to have like the most professional level. Like this is the best of the best to have somebody go do something they're not trained to do. It's like it's really weird. It's like having a kicker maybe for football play quarterback or go play like linebacker. It's like he's not going to be able to do it very well, but maybe he'll get like he'll just like clip somebody's leg to get a tackle here and there. That's when we go crazy or something like that. But yeah. it just doesn't really fit. Not something that spectacular, but yeah. yeah. Um, just some closing thoughts. Pitcher. Go for it. Go for I was gonna it. Say, yeah, pitchers are so athletic still. Like J-Rob was mentioned earlier too, like, they're so athletic so they become the pitchers like early on so like that's why i feel like they still have like some decent hitters and stuff just because like the athleticism is off the charts like they're still that good at something they don't even try to do 
like that's impressive but it's still yeah the best of the best doing it is i think better overall yeah they're they're just taught to repeat muscle memory for pitching not for hitting like hitters are um some closing points uh to the dh discussion uh unless you guys want to add something in after this um please feel free to um i just one thing that came up while we were talking we talked about edgar martinez or we we mentioned him uh, I think the fact that MLB well, has already just given like a name to or an award for the best DH in the league shows that the MLB it's not going to go anywhere. I think that it's kind of like a staple that they like. Um, players Union will never vote to eliminate the DH. Um, oh, th- this is what I want to close out. After any thoughts you guys have on top of it, I want to go through and see if you guys want to keep the DH like what you would lo- want. Either way, not what you think. So what you want, do you want DH yes or no in both leagues? Or do you want it still split? Or And then after personal preference, um, what do you think will happen? Do you think DH will happen in both leagues? It'll stay the same or DH will be removed. Um, So I'm going to ask you guys that in a second. But yeah, Players Union won't ever vote to eliminate jobs because they want to maximize as much money as they can it creates more jobs it creates more opportunities for players to like extend their career and just other people who can only hit like jordan alvarez who knows if he's ever going to play in the field or something or like kyle schwarber feels like a dh kind of player and stuff like that um so i think players are going to be in favor of dh coming over to national league just so it can create more jobs and that the players union overall can earn more money and i think it it's kind of nice to have like a player like Ortiz finish out his career or like Nelson Cruz is still going. It's like, yeah, he doesn't play the field, but he's a tremendous bat. So like it prolongs a lot of players careers. Um, And then I just overall, so I'm going to go to you guys for the question. For me, I prefer not having a DH um, because I think the nine players should be the nine hitters as well. I think that's just how baseball should be played. Um, but honestly, I will take having a DH in the National League as long as we get a universal universal rule. I don't like having my favorite sport be played on two different set of rules. I want it to be played under one universal rule. Um, so teams have the same game plan and the same advantages for trying to construct teams and stuff. Because if there's an aging hitter, the AL has a a little of a backup plan if he doesn't work out in the field anymore that National League teams maybe can't be more aggressive on in offering one or two extra years on a contract or something like that. So, Casey, I want to know any closing thoughts that you had that maybe came in your mind since you last spoke. I know it's kind of been a minute, um, but I want to know what you think, what you would like to see, what maybe what you want, and then what you think will happen. Um, I mean, I like the DH. I think both leagues should have it, and I think eventually we will have it in both. I just think there's a lot more pros and cons when it comes to the DH rule, um, just for player safety and kind of putting players out there knowing what they're trained to do. I mean, and like I do agree with you on the point of like an aging AL player, like Nelson Cruz is a prime example. When Seattle let him go, he was 37. Like he's getting up there. He can't play the field. He's a liability on defense, but he can go to Minnesota and hit what was it, close to 50 home runs. Yeah. Just because he still has a good bat speed. Like I like that aspect because it kind of brings out, because I like Nelson Cruz, like as a guy, like even before his Seattle days, I liked him when he was in Baltimore. I liked him when he was in Texas. Like I 
like to be able to see him play still and like being able to see him live and hit a home run live was pretty cool too. So like I just I think it's like that aspect plus the today's game and age of the game. Like no one really likes to see defense. Like people love seeing the long ball. And I think as long as that is a factor, I think the MLB will see that and try to make as much revenue off that as they can. So I think it's going to stick around. I want it to stick around. I think it, it's just more beneficial for the game. I do agree with you. I want it played on all platforms. I want it both in the AL and NL, just so it's a fair advantage and same strategy going into it instead of two different mindsets. But that's my take on it. Great. Yeah, no, thank you for that. Uh, Pete, what are, what are your some of your closing thoughts on it? Um, so I'd say, like you guys mentioned too, like, you know, you can extend players' career. Like, you guys mentioned hitters, like, extend their careers. And, like, so they'll sign, like, the AL can offer more years because they're not as worried. But I've also, I can't think of any specific people. I was trying to think of a couple. But I know I've read interviews with pitchers, too. Like, after they sign somewhere, like, the DH is part of that because they're trying to, like, prolong their career and lessen their injury risk and go where they don't have to worry about hitting, like, I can't like I can't remember anyone specifically right now, unfortunately. But I know that's too like a factor that like some pitchers have gone AL because they don't want to have to deal with that. So that's like another advantage that you could say AL teams have over NLT. I feel like that's interesting because is... just quickly with that, I think I would have said the opposite. I would have said pitchers want to pitch in the NL because they get to face that pitcher slot more often than not and it's kind of like a free out hmm. and stuff so like nl pitchers put up better stats because they don't have to they don't have that ease of that ninth hole but anyways but it's just to, it's interesting to see, see the two thoughts There's two aspects yeah absolutely um but so i would I, like i said earlier i like the change up where especially now that it is a season-long thing where like you have the variety and seeing the different strategies change but i would say that baseball is going to go dh universal and i would say within three years at the most like by 2023 when we're playing baseball i would be shocked if it's not i feel like both it could leagues universal yeah. dh I, yeah i feel like it might like there's a pretty solid chance it'll happen this year yeah and they'll just keep it yeah so i agree but yeah all right j rob what are your uh closing thoughts on the dh discussion Closing thoughts. Actually, first comment, Casey, I disagree. I feel like people do like defense. I feel like they love offense, but because major, like the front office of the major leagues, whatever, the commissioner, just baseball in general, attract new people to baseball, like the younger generation or just different people, those people are more attracted to like offensive side of the game just because it's more exciting. I feel like more traditional people who are raised with it or just understand the game more a good defensive game like we understand i feel like all of us if someone's pitching a perfect game we understand that and we're going crazy like we love that whereas someone else who doesn't know the sport necessarily is okay like this is the boringest thing boringest game they turn it off by the third inning be glued to that tv till the bottom of the ninth when he gets that last out like i think there's a difference it's just a difference in people but because baseball wants to make more money like every business does they want to draw new people in and to do that they have to make the game more exciting and that's why they sped it up with like the clock in between pitches and all these different things um also with the dh what i realized if you were to do that you get one less bench player yep. um and that also goes into factors with like building your team things like that because you have to use one for 
like filling the role or whatever uh, for the pitcher. Uh, I don't really like the DH, honestly. Again, going back to just my comments earlier, I feel like we would get better baseball and just better players in general, specifically the pitcher, if they were able to like fully develop into all aspects of the game. Um, with that being said, yeah, I think the DH within the next two years is going to be like every team will have a DH. And I do like, Jake, what you said about it. I think it will be nice in the aspect that AL won't have the advantage in being able to give longer contracts to older players um, or just, Pete, to your point, if that's true, with like pitchers wanting to go to the AL because it's like they're not going to risk themselves batting with injury. So like there's no more advantages for anybody, or at least I'd hope and make it towards yeah the same rules across the board. If it wasn't like that, yeah, I would not like that. But if it is, then I think that's what's going to happen. That'd be best case scenario for getting the DH to everyone. But I don't know. I don't think it's. I think the DH is going to overpower pretty soon. Yeah, that's great. Um, so that's going to kind of wrap it up for the episode and the DH discussion. Now there's, we can keep going for a long time on this DH discussion. There's a lot of things that we didn't cover. We didn't even discuss like Shohei Otani and like maybe two way players and like just showing that pitchers there's maybe that player's more valuable in the national league and stuff like that. And there's even more that we could go down. Um, just like more focused on the NL. Um, I'm blanking on the thing I wanted to say, but yeah, I think we covered some of the important topics for sure. Um, regardless of the money side of it and whatnot. I think it's something that we all agree though, that we would like uh, one permanent rule set across the board. We agree that it is fun. I think what Pete said, like in the world series, how there is the two different rules and how they kind of adjust and how maybe one team does have more home field advantage because their team construction has that a uh, big DH hitter or the versatility and the depth of like the national league roster to be able to adapt to just more of the defensive style after doing a double switch or something. Um, it's something that we like to have, but it's been a long time. I think just the game in general past the major leagues has adapted to being able to just DH universally. And it's about time. I think the national league does it, adjust to it. Um, and I think it, we all think it will. And uh, yeah. So just want to thank everybody who's stuck around this long and listened to us. Um, we went through some pack openings. We had some exciting players pulled. Uh, talked about jerseys, talked about batting stances, talked about the designated hitter. And of course, we all miss baseball very, very much. We are ex can't, can't wait for more baseball news that we can actually discuss. We can actually watch the Robinson Cano swings. We can watch the pinstripes in the Bronx. We can oh, see yeah. Yachty putting down the signs for Adam Wainwright for Jack Flaherty. We all are relishing for that day to come. Um, Amen. Thank you again for watching. Goodbye, Internet. Um, and without further ado, let's... uh go ahead and jump into this pack opening i believe it i forget who's opening who's starting j-rob starting us off all right kick it off perfect do we we want me to run through again super quick just what yeah. we're doing with the baseball cards or did we just do that uh no you can give a brief uh 
Wait, way to be into the podcast, you jackass. <laughs> He's fake taking notes. He's not actually, actually writing part. anything down. Okay. It's actually, they're just insult posting, you know, to tell Pete, but don't discuss those. Anyways, first card. Oh, I guess because I'm introducing this, thank you for distracting me. Uh, we're just doing super quick. Um, last video, if you didn't check it out, last week, episode three, um, or I guess it's just this Monday, we opened some baseball cards. And what we're doing, we're going to put together rosters and then do some sort of like fantasy or something with it once the season starts. We're still like working all that out and everything. So we'll get to that soon. We'll let you know what that is when it comes up. But I got the number one draft pick in week two, I guess round two, we'll call it, yep. um, of the draft. And I already saw a sneak peek of this card. And I have another Cardinal. And I'm literally going to piss my pants because I love him. He's a stud. Coachman. Jack Flaherty. Jack Flaherty. Holy Jack crap. Jack Flaherty. That's Come hot. out of the gate. Sweet. That's that is hot. That's a good start. Let's do this more often. All right. He's got an ace that. already. Unfortunately, he's on a shitty team. So, I'm not going to be a lot of Ws. No, no. He's not. He was never on the Yankees beat. No. Uh, 27. <laughs> 27. All right. My first card that I'm going to pull this week is going to be a. Uh... Oh! Oh shit, boys! Christian Yelich. Yelich. Oh. All right. Shit, boy. Let me That's open up my legit card right there. This <laughs> got the stats right, last week. <laughs> All right, boys, you ready? Here we go. My first card of the day is. Oh. Got Mike Trout. Aaron Judge, bitches. Ooh. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dude, what's up? What these packs do? We should have got these the first week. These things are loaded. Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't want to tell you guys, but like, I opened up one of these packs, and it's like all like solid regulars. There's not going to be like any bench players from this. Spoilers, maybe. So we're gonna have some like big dogs coming in. Just, just hope you don't pull like freaking Bryce Harper or Javi Baez ones that have already been selected. All right, here's mine. Raul Mondesi. Okay. I take that. Okay. okay. Or Alberto yeah. Mondesi. Freaking stolen bases. That is good. I like that. He was on my He's... actual All Star or fantasy team. Oh, I go again. Oh, we go from Alberto Mondesi to. That's Aquino. Aristides Aquino. He came up and like slayed. Hit 28 home runs last year and like 300 at bats. All right, boys, you ready for this live? We got next. Who's that? Walker Bueller. What the freak? Oh, damn. Okay. I'm not lying. These are so good. Uh, yeah, I, some good I feel like mine are here. not as <laughs> Like, they're good. Yeah, they've been right. okay. But we not. got. Oh. Jack Flaherty? Yeah, boy. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, this that's, is talking about. that's a weekly segment. Okay. Who's we, Pete going to get cut like, by this time? We, we, we only like winners in my on my team, unfortunately. So. All right, here we go. All right, so. This is a rookie card, though. Put, I'd pull twice, right? Yeah? Yeah. You go double. Yeah, yeah, pull twice. So, Jack Flaherty, number one. That was my I first pick. Going Off. Or this player's already picked, Clayton Kershaw. Oh, mm. nah. typical daddy here, though. So I guess I need to put Jack in front again, so I can't, don't see this guy because I'm about to pick again. But second one, Abraham Toro. Anyone have him from Houston? No, I don't think. So. Mm -mm. Wait, 
No, I don't think so. You had like another astral pitcher I didn't know here know about last week, I think. Yeah, Jared loves cheaters. Oh, it's a rookie card. Nice. So that's two rookie cards then from all of us. Alright. I, I, I got two. God damn it, dude. Clean <laughs> oh my God. We're gonna have a lot of duplicates. I feel like. I love Sorry, I love guys. Lord. Sorry, guys. What would you get? Uh, my next pick is. Yelich is sick. Oh, we got M's. Marco Gonzalez, boys. Ooh, okay. We got, got M player. Nice All right, Aquino. All right, Steedy Aquino. Oh, come on, Nico Goodrum. <laughs> freaking uh, if you see a tiger player not a good sign <laughs> unless it's matthew boyd <laughs> kyle seager right, boys that's good I like dang that. you want to trade right, right. you want to trade <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, my, lines are open. my lines are open so you know bang them um we got ken griffey jr jk real boys one? that's <laughs> yeah it's a, this is a real ken griffey from the 1990s card i had to go dig this up oh dang um, sick. Oh God, Joey Votto. <laughs> he was good in his day. Keywords in that statement. Definitely back in the day. All right, my next hopefully I freaking get an extra player finally. Kirby Yates. Oh, solid closer. All star player. Yeah, not too bad. He won the like reliever of the year award. Abraham, I don't get pulse. that confused with Prophet, but different one. He's wow. going with Austin Meadows. Meadows, wow! Meadows. Holy shit! Just... Meadows, look at that. Yeah, <laughs> Austin Meadows. Mendoza is what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Not what solid it is. Pull. <laughs> that is a really solid pull. He's got some. <clears throat> He's good. I like him a lot. He's an all-star. From Austin. I think. Uh, Peter or no field. Um, Casey Whit Merrifield. Yeah, Whit Merrifield. Have another poll. We just got the two best uh, Royals players. Oh, we lost J Rob. Uh, oh, where'd he go? About <laughs> damn time. Oh, you mixed All up right, my, my freaking next... scenes. <laughs> there we go. What happened there? You got I'm another. Back. Oh, Andres Munoz. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have. Yeah, him. he has that card. Yeah. I pulled him oh, last week. He's a rookie card. Andres. I feel like I keep getting Padres because Jake Botley's back. This is some <laughs> shit. All right, my next poll is solid. solid. DJ LeMayhew. Yeah. What? Solid. Solid poll. God damn it. I, that's, I had him in my <laughs> other pack. How do you keep getting my Yanks? All right, Seager. Like, I have him already. I, oh. <laughs> Who is that? Starling Castro. We're moving on. Oh. Michael Brantley. All right, fault. I mean, yeah. check for his buzzer. And that's it for All me. Right. My next pull is yeah. Wilson Contreras. He's, I like him, honestly. I mean, he's sucked. in Chicago, so I hate him, but that's I true. Like him. Yeah, Wilson Contreras is probably the best catcher next to Gary. Oh, sorry. What was that? <laughs> you heard him. You heard him. Don't worry about it. All right, my next card is no, 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 no. Luis Reyes. Oh, Yachty. I don't even know. Yachty's has yeah, a better career than both of them. 
better career, not a better catcher currently. True. Just to keep holding it. Who'd you get? Oh, yeah. you got no, that. It's, it's not going down. Card? Luis Arreyes. He had a really high average. He might be good for batting average. Yeah, second baseman. Yeah, so. <laughs> All right, oh, my turn. Okay, so, Yachty. God bless. Uh, we're going with these are my last two cards. I got the last two, right? And then we're done? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine's still have one. Mine's a dead card. You still have one? Okay. It'll, it'll end on me, I think. Oh. Yeah. Okay, never mind then. So, but the, okay, these are still my last cards, though. Yeah. So, Nick Black, S O L A K, from Texas Rangers. I can't, <laughs> can't reach that far. Yeah, I don't know who that is, actually. All right, maybe this yeah. not absolute studs. I mean, Yelich, though. Um, and then I, yeah, I think this is a crash card. card. And then just down. Oh, this is Juan Soto, but it's like spring is sprung. No stats on the back, just like what the reading. Fuck? You got deked. You got deked hard. Yeah. Wait, right. I got opening day in Tampa Bay. What the hell? Yeah, is that's this? what I have. Hey, mine's, your... mine's a Yankee that's one. Your... If you want it, Pete. That's your stadium, boys. That <laughs> I think. I think everyone. There's only like there's one trash card per yeah, pack. Yeah, I think it's just six players and then one special Good event. Lord, I started out Yelich. I was so. Damn uh, I got a player. It's Conforto. You got a player? Yeah. You have another one? No, I have seven straight up players. Dang. Yeah, that's... I got seven straight players. Good for you. <laughs> Sick. Uh, I'm a little. I was a little disappointed. So here's my other pack. Let me tell you what was in my other one. So I had Fernando Tatis Jr., Reese Hoskins, Ozzy Albies, Mike Moustakis, Anthony Kay, which I had before. No, I didn't. And then DJ LeMayhew. So that one was better than the one I pulled now. All right. What, uh, have you guys, sorry, real quick, have you guys looked at your lineup, like fantasy wise, and just to see, like, what positions you're missing or anything like that? I haven't. Uh, I haven't, no. Yeah, I honestly have not either. I mean, this gives me better stuff because these are like usable players. I think a lot from the other pack are kind of questionable. But, I mean, I did get Bryce and like Nola. Like, those guys are definitely in the lineup, probably. Yeah. They got Hobby well, yeah, Byers um, and Yelich. So, I, I mean, I got me, at least I went through with my down. cards. I was just spacing them out. I'm like, this is like what the diamond looks like. I'm like, oh, here's my first base over here. Third base, pitchers in the middle, outfield. But, uh, yeah, I guess I'm the only one. <laughs> no one who cares. <laughs> I, well, hopefully this pack makes it look... Of the podcast. <laughs> hopefully the pack makes it look better, this last one. Yeah. All right. Sure. Jack Flaherty, dude? Mm. That, I mean, that's can't be mad about that one. That's a great one. Great first pull. All right, so... What do you think the best card is pulled? I think probably think it's probably Kristen Yelich and maybe Jack Flaherty. Yeah. Christian Yelich. Yeah. Position sure. player, Christian Yelich. Sure, Jeff Flaherty. Easy. And then, uh, did Pete get cut Aaron. by two taken players already? Oh, yeah, I got, Or three? I got I got Kershaw, Flaherty, and Munoz. Munoz. Yeah. Munoz. You have three players so, yeah. you can't use. And then my fourth then card. seven cards. Garbage. <laughs> Opening day in Tampa Bay. So, yeah, I got three. Jeez, that's three rough. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> that just sucks. What happens for being a Yankees fan? <laughs> I got his boy. Don't worry. 